0: Ho, 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 ho! Welcome to the Trumpet special holiday episode! No, I'm just kidding, it's me, Robert Gene Pellecchio, your host. What, would you think I was Santa Claus? Come on, we all know Santa isn't real. Or is he? Tune in to our special Christmas Eve bonus episode to find the answer out to that question. Spoiler alert, the answer is yes, Santa is real. Uh, anyway, I want to take a moment to thank each and every person who made our year special. Uh, to the cast and crew of Ventilator Blues, to everyone involved with A Midsummer Night's Cabaret, to the many, many playwrights, artists, and actors who brought suicide stories to life, and to each and every year's playwright, thank you for joining us in our mission to make sure that every story is heard. But now... I'd like to take you on a journey through one of my favorite stories of all time, a classic Christmas story of redemption and the importance of Christmas spirit. A Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to everyone listening. Now sit back and enjoy A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Marley was dead, to begin with. There is no doubt whatever about that. The register of his burial was signed for by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it. And Scrooge's name was good for anything he chose to put his hand to. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. I don't mean to say that I know of my own knowledge what there is particularly dead about a doornail. I might have inclined myself to regard a coffin nail as the deadest piece of ironmongery in the trade. Regardless, there is no doubt that Marley was dead. This must be distinctly understood, or nothing wonderful can come of the story I am going to relate. Scrooge and Marley were partners for I don't know how many years. Scrooge was his sole executor, his sole administrator, his sole friend, and sole mourner. And even Scrooge was not so dreadfully cut up by the sad event. He was an excellent man of business on the very day of the funeral and solemnized it with an undoubted bargain. Oh, but he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone with Scrooge, a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner, hard and sharp as flint, from which no steel had ever struck out generous fire, secret and self-contained and solitary as an oyster. He carried his own low temperature always about with him. He iced his office in the dog days and didn't thaw it one degree at Christmas. Once upon a time, of all the good days of the year, on Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house. The door of Scrooge's counting house was open that he might keep an eye upon his clerk, Bob Cratchit, who in a dismal little cell beyond, a sort of tank, was copying letters. Scrooge had a very small fire, but the clerk's fire was so very much smaller that it looked like one coal. To Scrooge's chagrin, he soon heard the we overly cheerful voice Christmas. of his nephew, we Fred, you a merry approaching Christmas. the office.
1: We wish you a merry
0: Christmas and a happy new year. A merry Christmas, uncle. God save you. Bah. Humbug. Christmas? A humbug, uncle? You don't mean that, I'm sure. I do. Merry Christmas. What right have you to be merry? What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough. What reason have you to be dismal? You're rich enough... Bah! Humbug. Don't be
1: cross, Uncle.
0: What else can I be when I live in such a world of fools as this? Christmas. Out upon Christmas. What's Christmas time to you but a time for paying bills without money? A time for finding yourself a year older but not an hour richer? A time for balancing your books and having every item in them presented dead against you? If I could work my will, Every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. (gasps) He should! Uncle! Nephew! Keep Christmas in your way and let me keep it in mine. Keep it? But you
1: don't keep
0: it. Let me leave it alone then. Much good it may do or has ever done you
1: there are many things from which i might have
0: derived good by which i have not profited i dare say christmas among the rest but i am sure i've always thought of christmas time when it comes round as a good time a kind forgiving charitable pleasant time the only time i know of in the long calendar of the year when men and women seem by one consent to open their shut up hearts freely and to think of people below them as if they really were fellow passengers to the grave, and not some other race of creatures bound on other journeys. And therefore, Uncle, though it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe it has done me good, and will do me good. And I say, God bless oh, bravo! Bravo! Let me hear another sound from you, Cratchit, and you'll keep your Christmas by losing your situation. Don't be angry with the poor man, Uncle. Come, dine with us tomorrow. My wife has asked for you, and she- Why did you get married? Because I fell in love. Because you fell in love. The only thing in the world more ridiculous than a Merry Christmas. Good afternoon. I want nothing from you. I ask nothing of you. I do not see why we cannot be friends. We have never had a quarrel to which I've been a party, but I have made the trial in homage to Christmas and shall keep my Christmas humor to the last. So, a Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Good afternoon.
1: A solicitor to see you, Mr. Scrooge.
0: Merry Christmas, good sir. At this festive season, it is more than usually desirable that we should make some slight provision to the poor. Many are in want of common necessaries and common comforts, sir. Are there no prisons? No workhouses still in operation? Many can't go there. Many would rather die. If they would rather die, they'd better do it and decrease the surplus population. Good afternoon, uh, I'm so sorry, sir. I never expected it in my life. I just—I'm I, very sorry. A uh, 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 merry Christmas to you, sir. You'll want all day tomorrow, I suppose, Cratchit. If quite convenient, sir. It is not convenient or fair to pay a day's wages for no work.
1: But, sir. It is only once a year. A
0: poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. Be here all the earlier the next day.
1: Thank you, sir, and a merry (sighs) Christmas.
0: Scrooge took his melancholy dinner in his usual melancholy tavern, and having read all the newspapers, and beguiled the rest of the evening with his banker's book, went home to bed. When he arrived home, he took off his cravat put on his dressing gown and slippers and his nightcap, and sat down before the fire to take his gruel. It was a very low fire indeed, nothing on such a bitter night. He was obliged to sit close to it and brood over it before he could extract the least sensation of warmth from such a handful of fuel. still. I won't hear it. Suddenly, a ghostly figure appeared before Scrooge. It hovered into the room, wrapped in chains, cash boxes, keys, padlocks, ledgers, and deeds. Ebenezer Scrooge. Who are you? Ask me who I was. Who were you then? You're very particular for a shade. In life, in life I was, your, I was partner,
1: your partner,
0: Jacob Jacob. Marley. Marley. <laughs> you don't, you believe, don't in believe in me.
1: Why do you, Why doubt, do you doubt,
0: your doubt your senses? Sense. Because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheat. You may be an undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of underdone potato. There's more of gravy than of grave about you, whatever you are. Ah! Ah! Mercy! Mercy! Why do you trouble me? It is required of every man that the spirit spirit within him walk walk among his fellow fellow man. man. If he goes not forth in life, life, he is condemned condemned to do so after death. death. I wear these chains chains I I forged in life. I made it, it, link link by link. link. Do you wish to know the weight of the length of the coil you bear bear yourself? yourself. Oh, Jacob, speak comfort to me. I have none to give. give. Hear me. me. My time time is nearly gone. gone. I will. I am here tonight tonight to warn to warn you. that you you may have a chance chance and hope of escaping my fate. A chance chance and hope of my procuring procuring Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Oh, thank you, old friend. You You will be haunted haunted by three three spirits. spirits. I think I'd rather not without Without their visits. visits. You cannot cannot hope to shun shun the path path I I tread. Look to see see me no more. more. And for your own sake, remember 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 what has passed passed between us. us. Remember what has passed passed between between us. us. Uh, Are you the spirit whose coming was foretold? I am. Who and what are you?
1: I am the ghost of Christmas past. Long past? No, your past, your welfare. I
0: would have thought a night of unbroken rest would have been more conducive to that end. Your reclamation,
1: reclamation, then.
0: Come, rise and walk with me. But I am mortal and am liable to fall.
1: Bear but a touch of my hand there and you shall be upheld in more than this. And
0: with that, Scrooge was transported. He and the spirit found themselves on an open country road with fields on either hand. Scrooge recognized his old school grounds and could walk it blindfolded. But the school was not quite deserted. A solitary boy sat alone, and unloved.
1: Brother! Dear, dear brother! I don't believe it. Fan. My, my dear sister, Fan. These are the shadows of things that have been. They have no consciousness of us. I've come to bring you home, dear brother, forever! For there is so much kinder that home is like heaven. He sent me in a coach to bring you home straight away. We are to be together for Christmas and have the merriest time in all the world. Always a delicate creature. She died a woman and had, I think, children. One child. True. Your nephew, Fred. Come, let us see another Christmas. And with that,
0: the school was gone, and Scrooge found himself in a very familiar place, the warehouse in which he was apprenticed. Clear away, lads! No more work tonight! Why, it's old Fezziwig. Bless his heart. In they all came. The fiddlers, housemaids, milkmen, and all the young men and women employed in the business. Scrooge watched as his younger self danced with and looked fondly on a young girl. My time grows short. Quick! And now the warehouse vanished, and in its place, a counting house. Scrooge was older now, a man in his prime. He was not alone. The fair young girl sat beside him, fighting tears.
1: It matters little to you, very little. A golden
0: idol has displaced me. And if it can cheer and comfort you in your time to come, I have no just cause to grieve. What then? Even if I'm grown wiser, I'm not changed towards you.
1: Our contract is an old one. It was made when we were both poor and content to be so, until in good season we could improve our worldly fortune
0: by our patient industry. You are changed, and I release you from your promise. With a full heart, and for the love of him you once were. Spirit, show me no more.
1: I told you, I told you. These, these are the shadows, shadows of what has, of what has been. been. They are what they, they, are. Are, what they are. are. Do not, be not be blame not me. I've months. come to bring you home, dear. they Clear away. For the full heart. For no, no more, to more to work to tonight. This home is so like heaven. <laughs> Remove
0: suppose. me. Ebony is a Scrooge. Come in. Come in.